Back again today with uh, another installment of our Industry Insiders. Today, a very exciting interview. I have the owner of My MMA News, Eric Kowal, with us today. Eric, how are you doing? Doing awesome. How are you, Bearcat? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> I'm excited to talk to you. Um, just talking a little bit beforehand. Uh, just kind of get your story about, you know, why regional MMA and how that started. But uh wanted to start first just, uh, you know, asking you, what drew you to MMA in the first place? Is there, um, you know, a fight or or an athlete or someone who kind of drew you in early on? Yeah, so, um, I mean, like most people, I started, I'm not going to say I watched UFC 1 live, like, you know, a lot of people say they do. Uh, I mean, only a couple thousand people watched it live. But uh, I was one of the guys that, you know, in high school, um, would watch the VHS tapes with my friends. Uh, Tito Ortiz was big at the time. Um, and uh, that kind of like got me into it like the late, I'd say like 96, 97 uh, is when I started watching the VHS tapes, they would come out, you know, and then eventually um, the pay-per-views, uh, you know, we'd get parties together for pride and things like that. And then um, when I joined the Marine Corps martial arts, there was the Marine Corps martial arts program. And uh, so I started getting into it a lot more um, than when, when, when I would come home. I was stationed in 29 Palms, California. When I would come home, um, I would train at uh, I would train jujitsu at a, uh, a facility in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. And uh, just, you know, it just kept on steamrolling from there. I started getting into it. And uh, it was, you know, the sure dog was big back then. And I would get on the forums and uh, start writing and people would say, you know, Hey, you seem like you're knowledgeable in the sport. You know, why don't you come write for me? This and that. So I started writing for um, a couple websites, and uh, U.S. Combat Sports was one of them, and then also uh, Ultimate MMA Magazine, which was a magazine that you know before they went the way of the dinosaur and kind of disappeared. Um, you know, I was I was writing for them, and that was kind of cool because I got to do features on like you know guys that fought in the early days in the UFC. Um, and then, uh, you know, U.S. Combat Sports, I really liked them because the focus was they had the, set, the website set up so that it was like different writers for different regions. So I controlled like the Northeast. Um, so I was one of like a few writers from this area. So I'd go cover events and it was, it was really cool. Like it was, it was before um, like the commissions really got heavily involved in it. Um, before it was sanctioned in a lot of states, like New York definitely wasn't sanctioned uh, you know, there was a lot of Indian reservation type events. And that's really, I mean, how I got into it. And then, um, you know, one day I was flying home from Las Vegas and uh, the Ultimate MMA magazine was kind of going away. People weren't buying magazines anymore. They had told us, you know, hey, this is going to be our last issue. And uh, U.S. Combat Sports, the owner, you know, he realized, hey, like, it's, it's a lot of money. Like, it's, it takes a lot of time and effort if you really want to make money in MMA news. You know, and then with all the competition, all the big sites that cover, like the UFC, and can travel to all the events, small little regional MMA sites are, are really hard to, to make profitable. I mean, they had the right idea. It was just the owner at the time didn't want to invest a lot of money in it. So he ended up selling the site. So I sat, you know, sitting on the plane and uh, I was like, well, you know, all my content's going to go away. What am I going to do? You know, where am I going to start all over? And my wife was like, why don't you start a site? And I looked at her like, are you, are you crazy? Like, you know how hard that is? You know, you can't just compete with MMA junk or MMA fighting. Uh, it's, it's really, it, and I'm not saying that we're competition now, um, but it's really difficult. And as I said previously, you know, 
to make money and then pay your writers. It, it's it's difficult. It's it's very hard, especially now in a time like with with COVID where events aren't going on. Like really, for only a couple months there, the only game in town was the UFC. So um, you know, for taking a lot of and and a lot of fights kind of disappear out of the field. So I mean, that's kind of where where I was at with it, how I started, uh, how I got to where I am today. Now, you you said about going to the Marine Corps, right? And you um, you were writing on the Sure Dog forums, which I think uh, a lot of us early on were kind of weighing in and, and giving our yeah. opinions on there. Now, did you have any kind of journalism background? Did you have any kind of website coding background? How did you know? How did you figure these? No. Things? No. So. Um... I mean, I, I would, I'm not going to say I had like a glorious job in the Marine Corps. I did kind of like office work, did like administrative stuff. Um, so, I mean, I had an experience. I went to um, what they call a defense information school uh, for writing, for journalism. And uh, so, I mean, I did have a little bit of information uh, on how to do it in that regard. Um, but writing about mixed martial arts, no. I mean, there, and it, you know, there really, there really weren't a whole lot of sites out there. I mean, you, even when you think about Sherdog back then, people knew about it just for like the forum. So it wasn't really like, I mean, yeah, there was news content coming out of Sherdog, but like it was mostly people would go there for the forum to interact with fans and, and kind of talk. So, I mean, as far as like the writing aspect, um, it was kind of just like, you know, go with the flow forum, you know, you could write in lowercase and <laughs> LOL and all these different things. And, um, but no, I mean, to, to really just start a site, like I said, when, you know, I talk, when I told my wife, I said, I, she was like, start a site. And I said, yeah, right. You know how hard that is, you know, but I knew, you know, I knew about um, writing with like the AP style guide and things like that. As far as um, starting a website, I had no clue. I mean, I had done some of the coding for, for US combat sports, but nothing like, you know, actually creating the site from scratch. So um, I did have a little help there. I mean, I had to, I had to pay some people to kind of get it going. I know, and like the first year, I mean, like I said, it's it's not easy to start. Like you can't just be a force overnight with you know with people saying, hey, let me go to your site for for news. Um, you kind of have to trust you. Google has to trust you. It takes time uh, to build it up. You know, for your search engines to pitch pick you up and things like that. Um, so it it was difficult at first. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and there were definitely times where I was like, you know what, <laughs> this isn't worth it. It's just, it's too hard to do. Um, but then things like, you know, I'd go to events and people would start recognizing me and you know, people, fighters would want to interview. I, like I'd, I'd walk by fighters. I remember like, I'd go to like shows and, you know, I knew who they were because I would watch them in the cage and they would come up to me and be like, hey, you know, can you interview me? And I'm like, hmm, you know, okay, sure. You know, and then, um, you know, I had no clue what to do. I didn't really know much about you know, the interview process or anything like that, but just kind of learned and, uh, you know, watching guys do it over the years and it just kind of snowballed and uh, it's been successful. I mean, we've, we've, this is our, almost our sixth year now. Yeah. Sixth year now I started in 2014. Um, I've got about 30 writers now. Uh, I've taken kind of like a step back where I'm just like, like the editor, um, you know, pushing the content out, let them write, let them do the interviews. We have about, like I said, we have about 30 writers. I'd say 10 of them are like, almost, I wouldn't say full-time, but like they spend a lot of time doing interviews, you know, pushing out content two to three pieces a day. Um, so a lot of the other ones are just kind of like behind the scenes, you know, one, two, three, four pieces a month. Um, but it's been working, so I can't complain. Yeah, I mean, it absolutely has. And I mean, I wanted to also 
kind of ask you and find out, do you think that your, you know, your martial arts training and, and some of that writing that you did early on uh, aided in your ability to not just write about MMA, but also interact with MMA fighters because they are kind of a different breed and they are a different interview than say like an NBA player or somebody that just got off of, you know, a tennis match or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's difficult and it still happens to this day. I mean, it, it even happened to me today. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, it wasn't anything negative and I'm not going to throw the fighter under the bus, but, you know, you put an article up, uh, basically, you know, an organization puts out like a press release and then you kind of create an article from that. Like they're going to break, you know, their, their news guy, their media guy will put something out and say, Hey, we're holding this card. Here's information about it. Then you kind of formulate an article from that. Um, and the way that the promotion put it out was, you know, talking about the fighter's, uh, last time with them. So he had gone and fought for other promotions since then, but they didn't mention that. So they said that, you know, he, his last fight was a loss, uh, with them. And the finer kind of messaged me and was like, Hey, you know, this is, this is wrong. And I tried to explain to him like, Hey, that's not really what it says. It says the last time you fought for them was a loss, you know, but, and it, it's weird. Like another athlete wouldn't do that. Like a baseball player is not going to say like, you know, message you and say like, Hey, um, you know, I had 517 home runs, not, you know, 511. It's just like, uh, it's things like that. Like they, MMA fighters, like you said, are a different breed. You know, it's when you're, you're talking about egos, um, you know, and everybody wants to show that like they're the alpha male. Mm -hmm. um, so it is, it is interesting. Um, I, I've had some unique experiences in interviews. Um, <laughs> some, some were great, some, some not so great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you definitely, you definitely learn how to approach um, different things, you know, different aspects of talking with fighters. Um, if you, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to interview somebody about jujitsu, you want to know what, you know, some of the terminology, you want to know what a calf slicer is or a rear naked choke or, you know, um, in other sports, you can kind of get by with that, with that stuff without really knowing. I mean, you can write in generalities, but MMA is totally different. It's very, it's very different. Yeah, and I think a, a big thing that aids in your, in your viewership is the articles that get put out on your website uh, people who read them that know anything about the sport know that your authors do know what they're talking about. Because I think, like you said, in MMA, more than any other sport, you can really tell when someone's just kind of coasting by and doesn't know what they're, what they're saying. So when you're looking for authors and, and people to work at My MMA News, are, is, is a prior experience or at least like a, a strong knowledge of the sport uh, almost a requirement at this point? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um we do have a few freelancers and we have over the years. I mean, I've had some of the biggest names like Damon Martin, who writes for the UFC. He writes for MMA fighting now. Um, he's been with me. I have Hunter Homestack, who was from Flow Combat. Uh, Mike Heck was with us up until this year and he just went to MMA fighting. I mean, he basically started his career with us and now he has a, you know, a full-time um, career where he's getting paid a salary. Uh, so we do have a lot of guys that like have some experience, um, at least in training too. I mean, like Adam, Chris he used to do kickboxing. Um, you know, Bob Maloney, he's been doing ring announcing for a lot of the, the local promotions for years. Um, so I would say a good majority of, um, of our writers at least have some knowledge either in training or comp you know, competition or just being in the field, matchmaking something. Um, 
but then others, I mean, don't have any of that, um, but they do have writing experience or interview experience. So uh, yeah, definitely I do screen, you know, who, who works with us. Okay. And you said something interesting there about um, a couple journalists who kind of started with you and they've moved on to now have their full-time gig with, with other organizations. And it kind of is very uh, akin to what you cover, which is, I think at your heart is regional MMA and the regional fighters are also fighting for these promotions with the hopes of going to your PFLs, your Bellators, mm -hmm. your UFCs. Um, so in a world where you could have just picked up and said, all right, I'm going to cover Bellator and UFC, um, Invicta, you know, things like that. Why, why start with regional? I mean, I got interviewed after, uh, I think it was a WCC show where I, I won a belt and Adam Chris interviewed yeah. me afterwards. I was like, this is awesome. Like these guys interview like yeah. UFC fighters and they're standing talking to me. Yeah. So it's, it's funny you bring that up. I was actually at your first MMA fight XFV mm -hmm. uh, before the WCC fights. So I knew who you were. So, um, you know, I just, I just really liked the regional MMA because you know, you, you can write about a Conor McGregor or a John Jones, Daniel Cormier, but they're, they're likely, like, not likely to share your article. So many people are writing about them. Um, their mom, their brother and sister is not going to share the article. When you write about a regional fighter or you interview them, you get, like, the, the, the shares are phenomenal. I mean, you get everybody and their family member. It's, it's kind of like, when you have a kid and you know they get an A uh, in school and you hang it up on the refrigerator, everybody's showing you know their friends and family, and it just kind of it goes from there. So, and and the stories are just so unique. Like you know, there are don't get me wrong, there are the occasion where, where you'll you'll interview a UFC or Bellator fighter and you get a story that nobody's had, um, but you know them telling their start, their background that story has probably been told 20 times already because they probably already have 15, 20 professional fights. Um, whereas if I interviewed you, you know, on the regional scene, you, like you said, nobody really ever interviewed you before. Um, so you're going to, you're likely going to tell us your start. And then when you do make it to the PFL, Bellator, UFC, there's that connection. And we get that all the time. I mean, there's been so many fighters that have gone on to the bigger leagues and they'll tell us in the, Oh, hey, you know, you interviewed me when nobody did, or, you know, you've been telling our story. So I'm going to, you know, or you've been talking about our gym, covering our gym, our fighters. So I'm going to give you the scoop. Um, so it's kind of like a, it's like a trade-off process almost. Like you build the relationships with the fighters, the managers, the coaches, you know, every, the people in the gym and uh, it, it works out. I mean, that's just why I covered it. I like the, I like the, the regional aspect of it. Um, we do cover all the other stuff just, you know, because you have to, I mean, if, like I said, if you want to pay the bills, if you want to pay your writers um, and, and you want to stay up there with, you know, having a, a high ranking in, in Google and, and stuff like that, you've got to cover that other, that other part of the sport just because you, you've got to stay competitive. And uh, um, you know, it's, I, I don't want to say it, it's, it's mandatory, but um it's really, like I said earlier, it's just really hard to drive or thrive just on uh, on regional MMA, especially now in a time of COVID, when there's no, there's really nothing going on. I mean, the last the last regional show I went to was probably February, mm -hmm. February or March. So, um, I mean, 
if, if I didn't, if I didn't cover the other stuff, I'd be out of business right now. Yeah. Just, and I mean, I mean, it's just, even with like the CFFCs that are, you know, I'd still consider them regional shows, you know, high level regional yeah. there, there's no fans there. I don't know if they're having journalists in the building or if you kind of just have to cover it from watching fight pass, but it's a whole new world of even journalism at this point. Yeah. So, and, and that's one of the things that I learned over the years. Um, you know, like there, there are companies that will pay to send their, their writers or photographers or uh, their staff members to different events. Like you see that all the time. You see John Morgan at every UFC event. I mean, he's the guy with the blue shirt. He's there. He's, he's asking the first question, but the return on investment, you know, if I flew to Vegas every time they had a fight and stayed in a hotel for three or four days, especially now with COVID, you have to be there three, four days in advance because you have to get tested for COVID. So you're talking over a thousand dollars a trip just to cover it. Um, you know, and that's just one person, you know, flight, hotel, meals. Um, so if you flew a whole team there, you're, you're talking thousands of dollars in expenses. Um, you know, so like you said, you can cover it mostly from home now. I mean, it's, if you're just really trying to do like the quick results, um, as far as interviews and stuff, it's so much easier now. Um, and, and it's, it's kind of weird. It's different times, but like, you know, you can do zoom, you can do Skype. Um, a lot of Bellator does that a lot now where this, you know, after the fighters win, they go to the back and rather than having, um, you know, the scrum with Scott Coker and everybody else, they're, they're setting up zoom meetings and we're doing that all the time. Um, so really there's, hasn't really been a much difference as far as in covering it. It's just, you don't need to be there. Um, uh, as far as the promotions, like you mentioned CFFC and there are other, other promotions on fight pass, um, it's really up to the promotion if they want to invite media in, uh, they can. Um, I know, like, I, I work also with Titan FC. Uh, that's one of my other positions, aside from my MMA news. I do their their public relations. So I bring in all the media for them, set up their interviews, um, things like that. So any any fighters, I mean, any, in your, in any media that want to attend those events, they go through me. Um, but yeah, again, they just, you know, they have to get tested for COVID, so they have to be there for weigh-ins and for the event. So... Um, I mean, times are changing, times are evolving, but uh, uh, as far as really, um, you know, what you can do just because you're not on the ground, uh, it's kind of all the same. And I guess the, the biggest hit would really be that, you know, you're, like we talked about earlier, you are at a lot of those regional shows uh, and are telling the stories of those regional fighters. Uh, I was talking to Christian Carr at the gym the other day. I was like, you know, are you planning on fighting anytime soon? You know, what, what what's your plan? And he pretty much said, you know, amateurs can't fight anywhere. So, you know, I'm just staying in shape. And when there's amateur cards again, I guess I'll go. But, um, you know, there's a lot of amateurs who like him were kind of on the cusp of maybe I'll go pro, maybe one more, two more. Mm -hmm. um, how do you think that's going to, you know, affect those fighters in the long term? You know, those guys that might have been right on the cusp. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good question. It's And it's, it's one that I really don't have the answer for. Um, if you take a look at the UFC, they've been – a lot of a lot of new a lot of regional guys guys you know mm -hmm. um have gone to the ufc um you know some of them might have records that you know you d didn't really consider as ones that would be accepted earlier on like you know most times when you think about people going to the ufc they've got 15 pro fights ish mm -hmm. something like that now you're seeing guys six and oh five and oh five and one get the call um that didn't happen years ago i mean yes there were the the every, you know, 
one and again type fighters you know <laughs> you had like the james tony or the cm punks and things sure. like that you know zero zero but i mean those guys originally had draws everybody else you had to have 10 fights or something like that um and there are the regional shows like you said the bigger ones like the cffcs the titan fcs the invicta fc um all those ones that are somewhat affiliated with with fight pass um or even like a bellator uh they're putting on shows and there's a lot of like the top talent. And like you said, you know, some of the guys they've got five, six pro fights, they're fighting and then they're getting called to the UFC, but everybody else underneath that, there's really not much going on. Like you said, the amateurs aren't competing. Um, and, uh, me, you might have, you know, guys want to know, um, competing on, on these regional shows, one and oh, one and one, whatever, but they're not going to yet get the, the UFC call. So they got to keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting. But eventually there's, unless we get back to fights, regional fights, especially the amateur fights, there's going to be a point where it just gets cut off. I mean, like you said, unless the guys keep training, you know, how, how are they going to, how are they going to stay in shape? How are they going to stay fight ready? Um, and then in a lot of the areas, you know, the gyms are just now opening up, uh, you know, New Jersey being one, you know, they weren't allowed, to, they weren't allowed to open up and train or at least properly. Um, so it's a very difficult situation for everybody involved. Um, as far as, uh, as far as like the, uh, the amateurs, I think you're going to start realizing or you're going to start seeing some fighters that are going to say, well, okay, I haven't had a fight. I'm not making any money off of this. Um, you know, maybe I'll keep training or even some, even some pros, they might say, I'm done, you know, I'm not getting anywhere with this. I've got to feed my family. I've got to do a career. I think you're going to see a lot of people back out of the sport. And you might even see that with promotions. Some of the regional promotions might, you know, kind of just go away. I mean, um, I, I don't want to speak for, for promotions, but before this all started, you know, PA Cage Fight kind of announced that they were done. Like Paul Matraselva and Chris Coyne, they're no longer doing shows. I mean, Chris is doing the, the boxing shows, but as far as the MMA aspect of it, I think they're done. Um, Art of War, I'm sure will come back. Uh, you know, but right now, like you said, unless you unless they can sell tickets, put you know butts and seats and sell tickets, there's no way for them to make money. So is the juice worth the squeeze? Like, you know, in this area, is Maverick MMA going to come back? I you know I don't know. Um, it's just there's really no there's no point for the promoter to try to put on a show, and then they have to do a TV deal. You know, they've got to try to sell the the or at least an internet broadcast deal. They've got to try to sell the show so you've got to market that and you're not putting you're not putting uh you're not getting any money on tickets um so it's it's hard how do you pay your pros it's i don't know it's it's, it's a it's a situation that each promoter is gonna have to figure out on their own yeah, and, it becomes, and, and I, it becomes almost like a different business model in a sense because instead of having your fighters hustle tickets uh, to, to kind of pay for your pros and then, you know, they're bringing in, you know, X amount of dollars for you or whatever that may be. It's almost like the regional f uh, promoters would have to get into the TV ad space business and they'd have to start mm -hmm. selling, selling ads on, on regional streams, uh, which I don't know if that's a very sound business model or not. I mean, regional MMA is, is a volatile business in and of itself where, you know, you could lose your ass in one show and not ever come back. So yeah, exactly. Me personally, I don't know. I don't think I would fight in a arena that's not full of fans unless it's on 
like a fight pass just because there's so many unknowns going into it. And I just really enjoy fighting in front of a crowd and in front of my friends and family, everybody that comes out to see it. Um, now everybody kind of feels different about it. There's some guys who are like, yeah, if it can improve my record, I'll fight them at the gym tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and there's kind of just, you know, everybody in between. Um, you know, with that being said, where do you kind of see uh, the sport going as a whole? Cause I mean, the UFC clearly isn't going anywhere. They have the, the, the ESPN deal was at $4 billion or something they were acquired for a stupid amount of money. Uh, so, you know, they sank a lot of money into the UFC to not go anywhere, but at some point there's going to be a gap, right? Where your regional amateurs are still not fighting. Your pros got to a certain level, or like you said, they call it quits. Um, do you have any like insider idea of, of what could happen or how they kind of bridge that gap? I mean, it really depends too on, Again, this is kind of like, you know, a, a health question, but, um, you know, as far as like when things open up, you know, sure. and, and, and the states, you know, the states that regulate it, um, I mean, Pennsylvania is open up for, for shows. Like you said, the CFFC did a show. It's just, you've got to have the platform to put it forth. Um, you've got to have the money to, to do it. Luckily for CFFC, um, they have the UFC Fight Pass deal. Um, so as far as like, promotions you know going forward um i i don't i really don't know like what you know what they're going to do um with trying you know trying to put on these shows where they're not able to to sell the tickets Mm -hmm. to pay the fighters and like you said you know there are some fighters that'll that'll put on a a fight you know for free just to stay in shape or you know but not everybody's going to do that and especially the guys that are on the cusp, as you mentioned before, the cusp of the UFC, nobody's going to take that risk, or at least most won't. And their coaches and their managers sure as hell are going to tell them, don't take that risk. So, um, I mean, unless things really get figured out here before, like, the winter, I think you're going to see a lot of promotions and a lot of athletes kind of pull back from the sport. But like you said, I said it earlier, too, um, unless, you know, things get going, um, there's going to be eventually a plateau where you can't have any more guys go to the UFC. Or if they keep pulling guys, you're going to start seeing guys that are, you know, 1-0, 2-0 get called to the UFC. And is that a good or a bad thing? I don't know. I mean, yeah, sure, it's probably exciting for, for them. Um, it'll be good for us as far as telling the story, that the news and the interviews. But, um, you know, are the fans going to get into it? Eh, probably. But you're also going to get a lot of criticism too because there's going to be – you know, guys who aren't as experienced fighting at the top level. So it is, it's a tricky situation, you know, and it kind of, I think we just kind of have to see how it, how it plays out. Last night, I don't know if you watched the contender series, uh, Dana White said that they're going to be doing another season. Traditionally, they've done the seasons like around April, May timeframe. This year they pushed it back for COVID, but he said they're going to be doing another season coming in November. So what does that mean? That means more fighters, more uh, regional guys, uh, you know, from, from at least from this area, you're going to see CFFC, Ring of Combat, um, you know, some of these other promotions are going to be going there. I mean, Art of War just had Matt Semmelsberger. Uh, he fought for CFFC uh, as well. Um, but, you know, that was their first guy that ever went to the UFC. Um, so you're going to see, you're going to see some of these, some of these uh, fighters, you know, get, plucked but eventually there's going to be a plateau i don't know when that will be gotcha and last thing before i let you go here you said earlier you know there's the mma junkies and and you know those uh kind of publications of the world and 
and you're quick to say, you know, and we're not competition to them. Um, but in my opinion, it would be not yet. Do you, do you have a goal to kind of be up there with the top three, four, five promotion or publications? Is there, um, you know, are you striving to be that, that number one hit when there's something, you know, in Google or, or what's the, uh, the goal moving forward for my MMA news? Yeah. So that's a good, that's a question that I get asked all the time. So, um, I have a, me personally, I have a full-time job. Um, so that's why I said I kind of pulled back from the role of the writer and, and, and doing a lot of the interviews. I just kind of publish what everybody else does, uh, or, you know, and push the content out on social and things like that. Um, so I have a full-time government job. I have a salary. Um, and as I said before, MMA is, MMA news, at least, no matter wh who you write for, it's, it's, it's a job where one day you might not be making any money. I mean, like with this COVID, you know, um, luckily I'm, you know, I'm working from home now because of, because of COVID um, and, and where I, where I do my, my regular job, the, the installation, the military installations kind of shut down temporarily, but um, you know, with, with COVID, there were no, there were no fights for, for weeks, for months. Um, if I was only doing MMA news, you know, my MMA news, if that was the only thing I did, I would have been out of business. I wouldn't have been able to pay any of the writers. So for me, you know, I have benefits, I have healthcare. Um, my other job, my career is going to be my first. Um, and I'm not saying that I put my MMA news second, but, um, I don't, I don't want to make it so that like that is my only income, my only source of income. I'm going to do my full career with, with the government, um, you know, use that for what I can. And my MMA news has always been just kind of like, like I said in the beginning, it was just something I started and I didn't really expect it to grow to the point that it has. Um, right now, like if you look on, you can go search for all the different, you know, MMA sites, what their rankings are. We've always been, in the, in the last two, three years, we've always been in the top 10 to 15 um, sites. So for me to just start a site six years ago, have 30 writers um, and be in the top 15 when there's, you know, MMA fighting, MMA junkie, BJ Penn and all these other sites, that's good enough for me. Um, you know, I'll, I'll keep watching fights. I'll keep reporting on it. Um, you know, I'll keep bringing writers in and we'll keep growing in that aspect, but I'm never going to make it so that it's, for me, um, the only thing that, you know, my only focus, I'm always going to have my other job just because my family's important to me. Um, so I, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a game that I've kind of like balance, been able to balance. Um, it's, you know, I, my love is in MMA. My heart is there. I love covering it. Um, I love watching fights. I love talking to the fighters. Uh, I love writing about it. I love telling everybody's story, but it's never going to be like the only thing that I do. So for me, um, where we're at is I'm, I'm more than happy. We're going to continue to grow, but I'm never going to try to be like that guy. Like I said, flying across the country or the world to cover an event when I can do it from home. Yeah. And I personally, uh, I think I can speak for a lot of regional fighters where we don't necessarily want to see you go and do that. Uh, you know, we always enjoy having Bob Maloney report for my MMA news at regional shows or have you or Adam or someone else come up. Um, so for you to, to continue covering the regional circuit, uh, I think it gives a lot of guys a voice, uh, guys and girls a voice, and it, it lets, them, lets them tell their story, like you said, early on. 
Um, so, you know, for you to keep covering regional MMA, you know, we're thankful for that. And I, I appreciate, you know, what you're doing for, for everybody that's, you know, either making their amateur debut all the way up through, you know, maybe, you know, that last fight before the UFC uh, and then so on and so forth. Um, so I think I can speak for most regional fighters that you've talked to and, and thanking you for, for that and continuing to do that. Awesome. Thank you. I love to hear that. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, Eric. Uh, it was a pleasure today, you know, getting to speak with you, sit down, you know, talk a little bit about regional MMA and, and what's going on in the world. Um, you know, I'll be in touch. Uh, got some, some fun things coming up in the future here for us. So, uh, you know, until next time, I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Take care. Thank you. All right. You too. Thanks a lot.